everybody and welcome to one of our special AMA episodes of Straight Talking English. I am Catherine, your host and author of six, I repeat, six context guides. You can get them all off my website, straighttalkingenglish.co.uk. You can go on Amazon, you can find the Power and Conflict and Love and Relationships full context books. They are very, very good what can i say you can tweet me at stra talk english on twitter you can access all my cool stuff all my videos everything straight talking english.co.uk so i took a little break last week because frankly it was the end of term and i wanted to have a sleep a surprising amount of research goes into these things and i wanted a week off such is life traditionally over the summer i take questions from the public from my friends from my family from anyone who wants to ask me a question about anything to do with literature and i do my utmost to answer it no matter how strange or how bizarre so the first question comes from laura the librarian she is the host of the quite fantastic children's storytelling channel on youtube titled laura the librarian she is an absolutely fantastic storyteller and i really recommend you check her out laura wants to know what's the difference between science fiction and fantasy and what's the first distinctively fantasy book now that is a really really good question and i quite enjoyed answering it to be honest let's break this down break this down to two parts like it's a gcse question break it down highlight the key words first part of her question was what's the difference between sci-fi and fantasy all right we have pretty much six criteria that distinguish fantasy and science fiction as separate genres. First of all, the rules of the world in which the story takes place. For fantasy, we don't actually need an explanation. The world has its own rules. We don't need to know why instead of inventing the postal service, they have ravens in Game of Thrones. Like, I get they're less delicious than pigeons, and no one's tempted to eat them, plus with the amount of shenanigans going on there, like, someone's blatantly going to mug a postman. But we don't actually question that, it's just how it is. Science, your sci-fi, you're basically bound by the laws of science. It's fact-based. So, even if, like, we know a warp drive in Star Trek doesn't really exist, but the rules of how it would work are based on our scientific laws now. The setting, fantasy, we're sort of thinking like the past or an entirely new universe. It might like coincide with ours, or like if you're thinking those Night Watch books about the Russian vampires, yeah, it coincides with our universe, but it's basically new sci-fi you're thinking the future or some kind of like dystopia it's like us but something is extended in terms of people's powers fantasy you can just be like it's magic it's mystic it's magic there's powers yeah if someone is psychic 
or for example like a Jedi in Star Wars as our sci-fi it's explained by science Jedi have force powers because of the midichlorians in their blood it's scientifically explained we've got to think of logic as well so fantasy it builds its own logic okay thinking back to game of thrones i watched pretty much all of it by the way absolutely loved that show not as good as the books not as good as the books especially when it came to cersei lannister that's its own show of problems i have with game of thrones by Catherine. but anyway logic that like okay there's a problem in the sky kingdom let's have a fight over a massive hole and push someone down it all right and using our like logical faculties we're like yeah i really think it's a better way to solve this problem but no the logic of the fantasy world takes over sci-fi is kind of based on the internal logic of our world so it's two weeks into my summer holiday and i've been watching a lot of star trek and the logic of star trek is based on the logic of the navy so you've got starfleet you've got captains you've got commanders they've got the chain of command and we know context fact it's pretty much based on the creator's time in the navy but the logic they use for their command structure is the same logic that we would experience fantasy is very very old i shall come on to this in a second do not think i am skipping over this literally as long as people have been around we've told stories of magical things there is a bit of a gray area about whether you think like ancient greek myths and stuff are fantasy or religious and i'm just i'm deliberately steering clear of any topic that's like oh religion is fantasy ha 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 richard dawkins atheism but there is a point at which people are just telling fun stories however science is kind of modern the concept of natural philosophy the concept of like science as a separate discipline as opposed to magic as opposed to religion as opposed to like just medicine that is pretty modern and that's actually going to come a lot up a lot in my next series we also have the uh, the supernatural coming in in fantasy supernatural plausible yeah whatever there's a ghost sick cool whatever sci-fi if you've got a ghost it's disproven or explained with science so again i've also been watching a lot of stargate sg1 back in the beginning of lockdown it was myself and my partner's ambition to start watching all of sg1 we thought initially lockdown were going to be three weeks and that was an impossible aim but here we are been in four and a bit months and we are up to season eight it is wonderful so if you've got a ghost like marley's ghost that's fantasy because there's a ghost it's plausible charles dickens in uh, christmas carol does not take the time to be like what does this ghost represent it's a ghost stargate sg1 there is a character who ascends to another plane of existence and he is transformed into a kind of light being who can like float around and stuff 
that is explained away with science and it's plausible. In another episode, he pokes an artifact and it sets him out of phase with reality and he wanders around and no one can see him. Very ghostly, but is explained with science. It's not just, there's a ghost. Obviously, there are some things that are kind of a crossover. Star Wars being the classic example. There are some elements based on science, your spaceships, but then the fantasy element of the force powers, you just sort of have to go with it. And there you go. That is the first part of Laura's question. That's the main differences between sci-fi and fantasy. However, if we're talking about the genesis of the fantasy genre, well, there are two possible answers. One of the answers is, and I told you I was going to come back to the ancient stuff, is the Epic of Gilgamesh. Alright, I once went on a date with someone purely because they said their favourite book was the Epic of Gilgamesh. And I was like, I, li- I, I literally like, I have to go on a date with this person if that's what they put on their online profile. Turns out he never got past the first chapter. Disappointments when meeting people on the internet. The reason I say the Epic of Gilgamesh from ancient Mesopotamia is the world's first fantasy novel, potentially, is because it has aspects of gods and stuff in it, but it's not primarily religious. The main character in it is kind of like Hercules, like his existence is explained within a religious framework, but the story is entirely fiction. The Epic of Gilgamesh is actually one of the earliest known literary writings in the world. It dates back to the late early 3rd or late 2nd millennium BCE. It's preserved on 12 clay tablets and it follows the story of Gilgamesh, the mythical hero king of Uruk and his half-wild friend Enkidu as they undertake a series of dangerous quests and adventures. Then Gilgamesh's search for the secret of immortality after the death of his friend. It also includes a great flood. Little bit, little bit of casual Noah's Ark. Do we have a little bit of a cross-reference conspiracy moment? Perhaps. Bit of a great flood in there. It's also hilariously Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> like, I was going to read you a summary, but it's really long, so I just got to share one bit, alright? The story begins with the introduction of Gilgamesh, king of Uruk, two thirds god and one third human. Three parents, okay, whatever. Blessed by the gods with strength, courage, and beauty. And the strongest and greatest king who ever existed. The great city of Uruk is praised for its glory and its strong brick walls. However, the people of Uruk are not happy and complain that Gilgamesh is too harsh and abuses his power by sleeping with their women. The goddess of creation, Aruru, creates a mighty wild man named Enkidu. A rival in strength to Gilgamesh, he lives a natural life with the wild animals. But he soon starts bothering the shepherds and trappers of the area and jostling the animals at the watering hole. Do not jostle animals, people. That's your lesson for today. This is Beauty and the Beast bit. At the request of a trapper, Gilgamesh sends temple prostitute, Sharmat, to seduce and tame Enkidu, and after six days and seven nights with the harlots, he is no longer just a wild beast. 
and then they get married. <laughs> oh my god, oh my god, it's so Beauty and the Beast, except, you know, poor old Belle, they just, the whole town just sings a song about how weird she is, and in no way is she seen as a quote-unquote harlot. <laughs> I just really enjoyed that. That's my second conspiracy of the day, is Beauty and the Beast based on the epic of Gilgamesh. However, there is another contender for first fantasy story. Wikipedia argues that the first fantasy story is by a chap called George MacDonald. His novel, Fantasties, P-H-A-N-T-A-S-T-E-S, Fantasties, a fairy romance for men and women published in the early 19th century, is apparently one of the first fantasy novels. I guess because it's not like pretending to be a folktale or like a retelling of an ancient Greek thing, it's like an original story. I get that. This brethren George MacDonald started it all off. It starts with, I awoke one morning with the usual perplexity of mind that accompanies the return of consciousness. As I lay and looked through the eastern window of my room, a faint streak of peach colour dividing a cloud that just rose above the low swell of the horizon. Blah, 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 blah. It takes him like three paragraphs for him to wake up and then he meets a fairy who he thinks is his grandmother. It's, it's honestly not, not very good. He wrote another book for children called The Princess and the Goblin, which I believe has been turned into an animated movie, which may be a little more palatable. Honestly, prefer the Epic of Gilgamesh because it has harlots and beasts, and this one he just wakes up. But whatever, Fantasties by George MacDonald is the first fantasy. However, there is a little bit of a debate about the first sci-fi. There is a religious poem by a chap in the 17th century in which he imagines going to the moon. Could be it, maybe. Has got a bit of religion in there though, Jesus takes him to the moon. So, does it count within my definition? However, most smart people out there in the world agree that the first sci-fi book is actually Frankenstein by Mary Shelley. Whew. What a circle, since Frankenstein and the Gothic is my next season starting in September, plug, plug, plug. We argue it's sci-fi because Mary Shelley builds on actual scientific theories and understandings as she knew it at the time of writing to build her narrative. The monster is created based on theories of mind, theories of anatomy, theories of how our world is put together and worked. That is why it makes it sci-fi, because we're using fact-based possibility to build a narrative. I hope you like my plug, because I'm halfway through researching the Frankenstein one, and it's pretty exciting. Thank you very much for joining me for today's mini episode answering the question of what is the difference between sci-fi and fantasy? StraightTalkEnglish.co.uk STR8TalkEnglish on Twitter. I am Catherine. Get in touch. Watch my videos. They're on YouTube. They're pretty good. Buy my books. The Full Context Series. All up on Amazon. And I'll be back answering another question next week.